0: Hi, welcome to the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I am here all on my own today because we had a question recently about more than one way to earn credits for homeschooling high school. Like someone said, hey, I heard there's more than one way, more than a textbook. What are some ways our teens can earn credit? So let's just explore that. Um, if you get uh, busy and can't hear the whole podcast episodes, I'll put links in the show notes to lots of articles that we've written on earning credits, and I am going to run them down for you right now though. So there are seven basic ways that teens can earn credits in high school. And that's really cool because there's not one right way to homeschool high school, and there's not one right way to earn credits. And so you can choose from a variety of things for different topics. You know, you might have a textbook you want to use for math and you might want to do independent study for history. So there's all different kinds of ways for different subjects and different kinds of learners and different family needs uh, for teens to earn those credits. So let's get started. So the, the classic way to earn credits for homeschool high schoolers is with a textbook. So if you read the textbook description, it will usually tell you how much credit is, is earned when teens complete the work of that textbook. So usually with textbooks, there's associated tests or assignments that they do. And when they've completed all that work, they have either earned half a credit or a full credit. And so that's a, a just very clear. You know when you're done. And so textbooks are a good way to earn credits in homeschooling high school. And then another way to do that is to do some online courses. So there's two kinds of online courses. And so one are the live online courses. If you have a subject that you want your teens to learn from somebody else, this is a good way to do that because you get somebody else to, to take responsibility for getting that information to your teens and explaining it in a way that is uh, maybe more understandable than you could do it or more understandable than you're interested in doing it. I mean, when my, my oldest kids were in high school. There wasn't even an internet, so there were no online courses going on. So kids today do have some some choices. So several of my friends if from the internet world um, have online academies where they do courses. And uh, so True Life, True North Academy, um, Funda Funda Academy, um, Dreaming Spires Home Education. Um, so the, those are different like online academies and there's a bunch of them out there. And I'll put links in the show notes to those. So you can have all kinds of courses that you will find there. Also, you can do like one off courses. So it's not a whole academy that covers all the subjects. Um, but like for Seven Sisters Homeschool, we have some asynchronous courses. So these are courses that are not live they are self-paced, so teens just go online and take the course on their own time schedule. So that's great for teens who like to study late in the evening um, or, or wanna chunk it all out really quickly. And so our Seven Sisters course right now is psychology and keep your eyes open because we're adding more all the time. Um, So they can do asynchronous courses that way. All right, and so another kind of course, another way to earn credits is with college classes. So very often local areas, local like community colleges will make teens wait till they're juniors or seniors. Um, And sometimes teens can do online courses through a university a little bit younger than that. Um, So you just check with the different schools. So if you get to something that uh, you just, don't want to teach or that your teens have outgrown the information that you have available, um, then they may be ready to go take a course college level. So I I know my daughter who is a professional photographer now, she knew what she wanted to do in high school, um, but we had run out of resources by the time she hit junior year. So she started taking courses at the local community college in high school And had uh, a certificate that she earned, graduated with her certificate in photography the same week that she graduated high school or the week before. It was like really close together. So it looked really good in her portfolio when she applied to college there. All right. Another way to earn credits for our homeschool high schoolers is independent study. So we very simply call that logging hours because um, it's just so, so clear what teens are going to do. So let's say you've got a teen who loves history. They just want to learn everything they can about a specific topic in history, maybe world wars, maybe, you know, colonial fashion, like what, whatever area is really interesting to them. Um, they can say there's no textbook. There's not anything that, that, you know, I can use that would be textbooky to do this. So I'm just going to study and learn everything I can from valid websites on the Internet and library books and field trips and crafts and cooking and just all kind of online and in-person experiences. And what they do is they log the hours down. So they write down what they did on a certain day and how long they did it until they reach a Carnegie unit credit. So if you go to the the Carnegie website, um, generally they'll say it's 120 hours of instruction, but each state has adapted that to their own wishes. Like in our area, uh, to earn a Carnegie credit, teens need 135 hours of education or or instruction. And uh, so 135, that's okay, that's fine. Some states need 180. So you just look on your Department of Education or check HSLDA, and they'll tell you how many hours equals a credit, but you aim for at least 120. So the, the the good thing about that is teens can earn a credit in anything that's meaningful to them. The tough thing is they have to remember to log that. So sometimes you have to kind of meet with them regularly and go over their progress, have them show you what they're doing so that you um, are sure they're actually logging it down. Because you know, if you if in America here, if you didn't write it down, it didn't happen. Um, that we all have a paper trail for everything, and uh, earning credits is one of those. All right, another way is to to take co-op classes or umbrella school classes, so to have live in person classes. And I know for my teens, those were so much fun because they got a different teacher, they got to hang out with friends in person and uh, and they got local expertise so you know in each like our co-op class um, there was a mom that they were familiar with but never knew that person was an expert in yada yada like we had one of our friends teach the most amazing poetry unit to our kids one year and then she moved and that was that Uh, one of my co-op friends taught my oldest kids how to cook which was a real blessing because she was an excellent cook. I am a, I'm a manna cook. That's what my kids look at it and say, what's that? <laughs> Which is what the Bible word is. Man is what's that? All right. So co-op classes, and generally, you know how much credit a teen is earning in a co-op class or an umbrella school class, because it will be in the course description. So if it's not, you ask and you work with whoever the teacher is to clarify how much credit is being earned, because you don't want to shortchange your teen, um, and then you don't want to exaggerate either. All right. Another way to earn credits that we do Fairly often for the teens who love to read, so our are many, many different kinds of teens in the world, um, some of our teens were just bookworms, and they love to read, and so they want to explore an area of particular interest to them, and so they will read real books, historical novels, biographies, nonfiction as they read real books, they're accumulating hours of knowledge. And then generally they will have them do a book summary or a reaction paper to, you know, show that they had read it and interacted with the material to show that they've learned from it. Because you don't want to just passively read, but you want to engage it and think about it and write it. So we had some kind of written interaction for them to do. And over time, what we found is that, usually around 16 books will be pretty close to a carnegie credit so it varies you know if you have a monstrous book you you may count that as a couple of books like if you got an anthology book that's going to be huge we would count that as as several books so that that way if teens keep a book list and the 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 interaction papers that they have written we will count that as a credit in that interest area and then the, the last one I want to mention is life experiences. So teens sometimes um, get the opportunities to do some traveling. And so like a lot of our kids have gone on missions trips, sometimes families uh, get the opportunity to travel around the country or overseas. And when they're going for an extended period of time, it's almost like an immersion experience. Like they're seeing different cultures, they're they're hearing different languages if they're out of the country. And so they're getting this, this experience and education that you could get in no other way definitely could not get it from a textbook. And so what we have found is that, that when teens are having an immersive experience, so they're on a missions trip, they're out of the country and sometimes traveling just according to what that looks like. Uh, We would count a week's activity, a week's travel as a quarter credit. So they could get a quarter credit of like missions. If they were headed for a Christian college, if they're headed to a secular college, a week would be a one quarter credit called cross-cultural. And so that's that's a way to life experience. If they're doing an apprenticeship at some place, which is so, so, so valuable, generally teens will put a lot of hours in there and it will really inflate what their transcript could look like. They might get like two Carnegie units worth of hours done. And so we will usually only record like one credit's worth of those. And uh, then also maybe give them an extracurricular note for the leftover hours they didn't get to use. So throw that down in their extracurricular section on their transcript. So I'll put links to our our podcast episode about extracurriculars that goes in a little more detail on that. So there's so, so many ways. And, uh, you know, I I said that there's seven, but there's more than seven by the time I'm actually talking about it, but I can't count. That was not my college major. Um, So we got textbooks. We got online courses. We got self-paced, those asynchronous courses. We got college classes. We've got co-op and umbrella school classes. We've got independent study, real books, and life experiences. Isn't that cool? And all of those go together to make a credit on their transcripts. So there's so many ways to earn different credits on the transcript. You may as well have fun with it. So sit down with your teens, plan together and say, you know what, how do we want to earn these credits? And what kind of cool things are we doing that we might earn some credits from? And we really hadn't thought about it until now. And so when you have your teens discussion with you and buy-in, you can have a really, really awesome educational experience and a mighty fine transcript for your homeschool high schooler. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining me today. And thank you for listening to the Homeschool High School podcast. Also, thank you for all of you guys who are part of our Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook group. We love talking to everybody there. Also on Pinterest and Instagram. We don't talk all that much, but we love to know you're there. Uh, and so those are, are places that we are connecting with you guys in the digital world. And also thank you to Seth who edits this podcast. Um, he makes this possible. So, and thanks to the ultimate homeschool podcast network because they are the ones that bring us all together. We will see you all next week.